Hello, I'm Ray. Welcome to another Sunday morning weekly podcast. Now, I'm not going to go on about my jawbone and my teeth and all that business. Well, forget that. I can still talk. That's the main thing. Uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Oh, yes, the roofing man. The continuing story of Peyton Place, the roofing man. We had the estimate from it. You remember he said, oh, your roof's looking tired. Oh, dear. You're going to have to have a new roof. And I said, no, we're not. No. He said, well, I'll do you an estimate for just the, the gully and a separate estimate for the entire roof. Anyway, he didn't bother because I said, well, you can do what you like. I'm not having a new roof. Anyway, we've had the estimate and I've accepted it. Good price. And uh, he is actually a friend of a friend and uh, also a, a friend of someone that's done work here for us. So I haven't just picked him out of the phone book at random. We kind of know of him, which is good. So yeah, good price uh, compared with other prices that people have paid in the road and he's going to do that in a couple of weeks time so I can take this bowl off my high-tech studio mixing desk here okay the old pine table I got for three quid at the local auction that was good buy actually three quid for a lovely pine table no one else wanted it I was the only one that bid he said well start off at three quid and I said yeah I'll have a go at that and that was it anyone else no so I got it the chap said to me when I paid for it, he said, that was cheap. You did well there. It's a good old table. I like pine tables. Right, let's move on. Let's have a look. Thanks for all your emails, uh, as usual. I've got a list here. I did mention the other day about uh, wanting things. Do you remember in the old days, we'd save up, we'd wait for things. You know, Don't go and buy it all on credit. We had HP then, didn't we? Higher purchase, known as the Never Never. But you'd save up for things. And funnily enough, several of you have emailed me and asked where people get money from these days, youngsters. My mother the other day was saying that uh, one of our relations has moved into a new house. They've got new carpets, new furniture, new this, new that. Where on earth do they get the money from? They can't all be putting it on credit card, can they? Surely not. If they are, how are they ever going to pay it back? They're going to be permanently in tens of thousands of pounds worth of debt. I don't know. I don't understand all this money stuff these days. They've, uh, as someone put it, it was Ange. Hello, Ange. They've got a, a secret income. She reckons youngsters must have a secret income. And I agree. I think they must have because they just go out and buy stuff. <laughs> when I got my, well, we got our first house. We had secondhand everything. In fact, the carpet, I think I may have mentioned before, the carpet came from a friend of mine that had moved house and they chucked this old carpet out of the lounge, put it in their garage. It had been out there for weeks. It was damp and going mouldy. And he gave it to us. We cleaned it up and fitted it in our lounge. And that was it. It was a free carpet. All right, it wasn't brilliant, but it was a carpet. Whereas these days, they just get on their mobile phone. Dit, 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 dit. Is that a carpet a shop? Yeah, I want brand new carpets throughout the entire house. <laughs> how many thousands? Yeah, that's fine. I'll pay for that. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Just going back to the roof, the houses in our road, our house is about 100 years old and they were slate roofs. Do you remember the slate tiles? Lots of houses still have the original slate tiles. There are two or three, if not more, in our road with the slate roofs, the original, not new slates, as you can get these days. And they're OK. They've been there 100 years. So if our roof's getting tired, our new tiled roof, which was done, we've worked out about 35 years ago, then what on earth would he say about the slate roofs that have been there 100 years? I don't know. 
Nothing lasts these days, does it? Everywhere. I saw a documentary about slate, uh, producing slate tiles in Wales. It was a massive industry. I think it was mainly in Wales. And they were exporting tiles all around the world. And they showed you making these tiles with uh, like a, a chisel thing. You tap it in the right place and it splits and makes a roof tile. Well, you've got to hack off the edges and make it square or oblong or whatever it is you want. But uh, it was a massive industry because just about every house in the land and uh, abroad, of course, were using slate roof tiles. And as I say, they're still going. 100 years old, they're still going strong. They're not tired. So how come my roof's tired? <laughs> oh, dear. Happy days. I think just moving away from roofs again for a minute, I think in the old days when, as I said, you'd save up for something, whether it be brand new or secondhand, you'd save up each week out of your wages. You had something to look forward to. I think that's what's missing these days. I mentioned on Wednesday, looking forward to TV programmes such as Rawhide and um, various other, was it Ange mentioned, Crossroads and things. Was it Crossroads? Yes, it was. People looked forward to, oh, yeah, Monday night, it, it's so-and-so tonight on the telly. And Tuesday, oh, we've got uh, May Grey Tuesday. Do you remember May Grey? Uh, the old version, the old black and white May Grey I'm talking about. People would look forward to it. And I think these days there's nothing to look forward to, is there, apart from the, the spring and the summer. Kids look forward to Christmas, of course, and their birthdays. But there's nothing to look forward to generally, like what's on telly, I don't know. I don't know, perhaps it's just me, but uh, as I said, we used to chat at school. Did you see Rawhide last night? Did you see whatever it was last night? Oh, wasn't it good? And we all had to wait. I remember Dallas. Was that on a Tuesday or Thursday? When Dallas first started, I don't know why, but I watched that. Because <laughs> what I would do is watch Dallas and then go up the pub and meet a few of the lads. Uh, brother, brother-in-law, one or two others. And they'd all watch Dallas <laughs> We talk about it in the pub. Oh, JR this and Bobby Ewing did that. And what about Sue Ellen? <laughs> Crazy. I mean, that was decades ago. But uh, again, it was, we looked forward to, I think it was Tuesdays and then up the pub afterwards to have a chat about it. But I don't know. Peyton Place. A lot of you have said you didn't like Peyton Place. Uh, as I said, I only liked it because I like Mia Farrow. <laughs> But uh, I've tried to watch Peyton Place recently. I watched about 15, was it 20 episodes? It gets a little bit samey if you just keep watching one episode after another. I suppose back then, I think they they broadcast it, was it two or three times a week in its peak? Apparently, allegedly, Mia Farrow didn't want to do it, but she'd signed this contract to do it and she couldn't get out of it. That's what I read somewhere. I mean, you don't know all this stuff you read. On the internet and newspapers, you hear stuff on the telly. I don't think half of it's true, to be honest. Trish has gone down the town to meet her mum, so we've got mother-in-law here for lunch, which is okay. So I've got a, a quiet morning. It's ten o'clock. Oh, I haven't done the um, I haven't done the forecast thing, have I? The weather report. It's ten o'clock. What day is it? It's Thursday. Now I don't know what the temperature is. It's warm. It's very warm. In fact, uh, last night in bed we opened the window. It was quite hot. Well, not hot. <laughs> I don't know. Hot is the wrong word. We were quite warm. We've had no rain for a couple of days. The sun's shining. Quite a bit of wind from the west. I did hear on the forecast that it's going to be warmer but windy. And I was talking to a friend of mine on the radio earlier and he said from the 21st onwards, it's going to be very cold. 
I mean, how do they know that? How do they know? What's the date today? It's the 10th. How do they know that on the 21st it's going to be very cold? I think it's a load of rubbish, personally. But there we are on one of my weather forecast apps. It said, oh, click here and tell us how accurate you think our forecasts are. I think I told you that, didn't I? So I said, well, they're not. <laughs> if, if you say it's going to rain in about an hour's time, you're probably right. But if you say it's going to rain tomorrow, forget it. It's probably wrong. OK, I've just had a look. It's 15 centigrade, which is 59 Fahrenheit. So it's not too cold. Just gone 10 o'clock. I don't know what the barometer thing says. I can have a look at that on uh, on my iPad. Oh, there we are. 1021 millibars and quite a breeze, as I said, from the, the west. It's cloudy, but we do keep having a lot of blue patches, which is rather nice. The main thing is it's not cold. And it's not raining, so that's good. I got a few jobs done outside yesterday. Put a new outside lamp outside the house. Keep buying these lamps and they stay on. They're meant to switch on if someone comes near them, the PIR sensor. Then after a certain amount of sort of preset time, they go off. Well, ours stay on all the time. And we've had three now. So I've now done my own system. I bought a separate sensor, a separate light, and I've wired it up. And it all seems to be working well, which is good. I don't know how come we had three in a row that went wrong. I was beginning to think it was me, but it can't be. I mean, I know how to wire up a lamp. <laughs> it's just these uh, rubbishy lamps. Mind you, they weren't rubbishy. They weren't cheap. Anyway, it's all working now. Of course, in the old days, we didn't have security lights, did we? These lights that, that switch on when you walk near them or go anywhere within the kind of zone that they cover. We didn't have anything like that. You had an outside light, possibly, with a switch indoors. So if you're going out, you can switch it on. And when you come back in, switch it off. I did, again, the first house that we had, I did have an automatic light out, of the, out the front. I made it myself. Um, I forget exactly how I did it with a little, like a beam of light thing that you shine across. And when someone walks through it, it breaks the beam. You know, these all these things that were in electronics magazines such as practical wireless and all this sort of thing and it operated a relay which turned the outside light on i remember people neighbors that being quite impressed with that so that was one of the first we must have been one of the very first in the town to have an automatic light that came on because now everyone's got them as well as cameras and sirens and hooters and alarms and goodness knows what else if you go anywhere near their house at night which of course is a good thing I don't have a camera out the front. Well, we have, but I don't use it because uh, there's no point. I was talking to someone up the road the other day. He's got a camera and he records everything. And I said, well, what's the point? All you see is someone in a hoodie. If they're wearing a hoodie, what is the point? You, you know, you, you, you can't identify them. So there we are. I have got a camera out the front, but I don't use it to record. You know, we can look. We can look on the, on the thing and see what's happening out there. But... Um, it doesn't act well. I think it can record, actually. I must look into the app, see exactly what it does do. It's quite surprising how many burglaries there are these days because what with outside lighting, burglar alarms, sensors, all sorts of things, cameras, everything, you'd think that the, the burglary rate or whatever would be quite low, but it's not. I get emails at a local, whatever they call themselves, they send emails about house break-ins, car break-ins, damage, stuff like this in the area. And whenever I get the email, I think it's once a month, you look down there, all the different roads break into a shed, break into a house, a car stolen and all this. 
I think, well, I don't know, how do they get in? I mean, the shed's one thing and the car, but how do they get into people's houses? Double glazing in the old days with just the, do you remember the old crittle windows? I mean, you could open those with a, a piece of cardboard, just slip the cardboard through the slot and lift up the window catch and then step inside and you're in the house. They didn't have all these dead locks on front doors and double glazing and goodness knows whatever else. So I'm surprised that, that people can get into houses so easily these days. I suppose not everyone has got alarms and stuff. We got a burglar alarm. It's good. I put it in myself and it works really well. We've got a siren out the back. Woo, 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 like that. I've got flashing lights outside. So if anyone does get into our house, which is unlikely with the double glazing and quadruple door locks and whatever else we've got, then all the sirens and stuff go off and flashing lights. <laughs> wake up half the, not half the street, wake up half the town. So I don't know. I don't know how it's, how do they get into banks? This is another thing I could never understand. In the old days, there were burglar alarms. And I used to think, how does someone break into a bank? Surely with, okay, there wasn't the electronics that we've got now. But how on earth did they get in there, disable the alarm or whatever? You'd think that a bank would be, well, absolutely burgle-proof. No way. And if you did bash the door down or knock a brick wall down, then alarms would go off you know, to wake the, the whole town. I don't know. But people did rob banks, didn't they? At night, they'd just break in. And how on earth did they get into the safe? You know, a steel door about three, well, not three feet thick, a couple of feet thick. How did they do it? I don't know. Perhaps it was an inside job. <laughs> Here's something interesting. New cars. You see these adverts, only £400 a month or something, or 399 a month. You think, hang on a minute, that's a lot of money. £100 a week. All right, you get a brand new car. Or sort of four years interest-free credit on things. I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. Because by the time you pay for your sofa, four years later, <laughs> it's worn out. Or, well, not worn out, but, you know, it's old. Oh, we've had that four years. Oh, now we've got to pay for it. I don't like that at all. And I don't understand how anyone, what people do. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Four or five hundred pounds a month for a new car. I just don't know how people do that. I mean, they, again, where do they get the money from? Hundred pounds a week. And what's it doing? It's just buying your car. I'd rather go out and get something secondhand for a couple of grand. Well, it'll work, won't it? Friend of mine, <laughs> years ago this is, he used to get a secondhand car for, say, £50, because we're going back a long way, and it would last him a year or two. And then he'd take it up the car dump, because it clapped out, and he'd get another one, another 50 quid car. All right, they weren't, uh, they weren't posh looking, and he'd clean them up, do a bit of body work here and there, and it would last him a year or two. I remember him saying that he'd worked out that it's far cheaper to keep getting these 50 quid cars <laughs> and, you know, where they go wrong, if they go wrong, dump them. If they don't go wrong, just drive them into the ground, which he did. And some of them, I remember he had one, it was quite nice. What, what was it? It was a, a big old three litre thing, three litre engine, this big old heap. And it sounded brilliant and it looked brilliant. And I really liked that car. I think that one, I've just remembered, he paid £23 for it. I don't know why it was £23, but it was £23 for this car. And it went on, he had it several years. <laughs> Big old three litre. I think it was a, a Westminster. Yes, do you remember, was it the Austin Westminster, the big three litre, six cylinder job? 
I mean, it drank petrol like there was no tomorrow, you know, but uh, what a car, absolutely fantastic. A big old beast. Look at the price of televisions these days. Four, five, six hundred pounds, thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand. Stone the crows. I'll tell you, we got <laughs> our son-in-law, our daughter, was it middle daughter and son-in-law gave us the telly. They got a new one. They gave us their old one. Fantastic. It works. We've had it for years. So I don't think we've ever bought a telly. No, we haven't. We've never bought a telly. We got a second-hand one from my brother. That was decades ago. I think we've been given other people's cast-offs. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. We did buy a brand new one for the, the bedroom because we've got telly in the bedroom. Do you have telly in the bedroom? Some people like it. Some people don't. I quite like putting the news on in the morning. Well, I say I like putting the news on. I don't anymore. It's a load of rubbish. I remember in the old days when I first went to work, um, I was, well, 15 at my first job, apprentice radio and TV engineer. I got a telly from work because, yeah, we were surrounded by tellies. And I did one up. I said to the boss, oh, I want to buy this telly. And he said, oh, OK, 17 and sixpence. <laughs> 17 and six. So I didn't have a car then. I got someone to take it home for me and I put it in my bedroom. And people were amazed. You know, he's got a TV in his bedroom. Oh, wow. You know, friends that came round and family. Oh, we've got a telly in your bedroom. Only a black and white thing. But uh, yeah, that was great. But the price of tellies these days, of course, back then most people rented, didn't they? Our, our business was mainly TV rentals. We did repairs, of course, for those that own their own telly. But we spent most of our time doing up rental sets repairing rental sets because people you know they didn't want to go and buy a telly bear in mind also they kept going wrong back then they're full of the old valves or tubes as they call them in America and they needed replacing regularly so people were far better off to rent the thing if it went wrong they just pick up the phone telly's gone wrong okay we'll send an engineer out he'd fix it that's it no charge I remember once we rented a washing machine. I don't quite know why I did that. I got fed up with washing machines going wrong. We used it, you know, when all the kids are at home, we were using it every day. It got thrashed. And I saw somewhere, this is before the internet, this is going back years, some advert. So we rented one. They bought it round, brand new one. They fitted it. And we paid, I can't remember what it was a month. But of course, it kept going wrong because it got thrashed to bits. I remember the engineer once he came round. He said, I've been here two or three times, haven't I, this year? He said, how often do you use it? I said, well, I don't know. I think it's on every day, <laughs> almost every day. And uh, he, he thought that was funny because he said, well, you're getting your money's worth, aren't you? Because if it was yours, it would cost you a fortune. People also rented video recorders. Do you remember when video recorders first came out? You'd have someone in the pub saying, oh, I've got a video recorder. Oh, wow, have you? Got, oh, he's got a video recorder. This is when they were really new, you know. I got one when they were fairly new because I'd been in the trade and uh, my brother-in-law, he was in the trade. I knew various other TV engineers, so I forget exactly how I got it, but uh, I was able to get one cheap. I, I don't mean off the back of a lorry. I mean, a, you know, discount price. So, yeah, people were impressed. I remember the neighbours coming in. Oh, look, you've got a video recorder. <laughs> and of course, they got nicked. Talking of burglaries, they used to say to you, um, the advice was, put something over the front of it, like the, the, the LED things that would light up with a time clock and they'd flash and stuff. Burglars would look through the lounge window. Oh, look, he's got a video and they break in and nick it. So what we did was put a cushion up against it. Uh, when we're not using it to stick a cushion in front of it. 
So at night, you look through the window, you couldn't see it flashing. I will talk about radio stations in the old days and the new ones. That's what I've called this episode, isn't it, about the radio stations. But I do tend to go off at tangents. Just going back to cars, back in the early days, uh, my first car, well, all the cars I had, I'd, I'd fit alarms on them. don't know whether you could buy car alarms back then. If you could, they weren't sort of freely available to the public. I made my own car alarm, so if you opened any of the doors to get into the thing, a little switch on the door would go and it would set off the hooter. The the horn would just blast. So, I mean, no one ever tried to break into it, but if they did, the horn would blast and they'd run off. That was the idea. (laughs) I think the thing about burglars these days is the deterrent. Even if you've got a, a camera outside that's a false camera, They'll just look up at it and think, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'll give that house a miss. And of course, if security lights come on and all this stuff, it's all a deterrent, isn't it? So radio stations back then. Yes, as I said on Wednesday's midweek message, I was listening on YouTube to some of the old original Radio Caroline. Was it YouTube? I think I can't remember where it was. And Radio London, Swinging Radio England, all the old radio stations, the pirate ones in the North Sea listening to some of the original recordings. They weren't very good because they were recorded from transistor radios with a microphone, some of them. But it doesn't matter, you could hear it. A lot of interference and a bit muffled, but you could actually hear the DJ and what he was saying. And they were just so very, very different. Now, anyone that is, what, a little bit younger than me won't remember the 60s, of course, when all the pirates were, well, they were thriving then on the high seas. (laughs) It was great, absolutely great fun. Having listened online to the original recordings and now listening to today's radio, it's, I don't know how to describe it. Well, I do. Today's radio is rubbish. It really is rubbish. The trouble is, these days, they have a, a format, a set. I saw Tony Blackburn. Now, where was that? That was on some programme. Oh, that was YouTube again. And he said when he first went to the BBC... He said that uh, he, he got into the studio a little bit early, obviously, to familiarise himself with all the bits and pieces. And uh, the producer or whoever said, right, where's your script? And he said that he looked at the, the chap and said, script? What? I haven't got a script. What do you mean? You haven't got a script? You've got to have a script. What are you going to say? And apparently uh, Blackburn was saying, uh, all right, just ad lib. <laughs> Make it up as I go along. And that's what was brilliant about it. That's what was just so fantastic about the whole thing. It was all ad lib. It was all say what you like. I mean, they're not, you know, they didn't swear and things, didn't say controversial stuff, but it was just all make it up as you go along, as Blackburn said. Whereas these days, they, they've got their playlist and back then they could play what they liked. The pirate stations play whatever they liked. You've got to have your playlist now. You've got to have your, even if it's not a, a script these days, I don't know what they've got but they've got planned out generally what they're going to say, what it's going to be about. I don't know. I think that's what spoils it. And of course, you listen to each station on the FM band, each one you tune into, they're all the same. You don't know which one you're listening to. It could be Radio Fred, it could be Radio Blogs. They all sound the same. I think in the old days, each pirate station especially had an identity. It was Radio Caroline. You knew it was Caroline. Or you knew you were listening to London, Radio London. Whereas these days, you know that you're listening to rubbish. (laughs) Doesn't matter what you're tuned to. Same old rubbish. Apparently, the pirate stations got their news uh, information 
from BBC Home Service as it was back then. So they'd listen to the BBC on a VHF FM. They had a, a, a Yagi aerial on the ship aimed at the, the shore. They'd pick up the news broadcasts from the BBC and then basically in their own words, just repeat that. So <laughs> it's great. It was, I mean, that's not illegal. Is that illegal? You know, if I hear something on the news and I tell you, I tell you what I've heard on the news or whatever. No, that's not illegal. And then they, they all closed down, didn't they? I think Caroline was the last one. They sailed down the Thames estuary and uh, what was it? They played that song. Was it Johnny Walker was talking and they were playing, is it the, the Green Berets or something? And he was saying, Caroline sails down the Thames estuary for the last time out to sea. London has a new skyline. Caroline's aerial beaming out its love and music. Something like that. Who remembers that? That is on YouTube. I'll bet I'll have a listen later. I remember hearing that. Caroline is on its own. London's closed down. Oh, fantastic. Well, that wasn't fantastic. They're closing down. But of course, then we had BBC Radio 1. Well, I won't slag off the BBC, but uh, we all listened to it in the workshop that day that Blackburn played, uh, what was it, uh, woke up one morning you know, half asleep, all the blankets in a heap. What was it called? That was the first record he played. And we were listening on transistor radios and stuff in the workshop. And after an hour or two, one by one, each chap on his bench switched off his radio and oh, I'd listen to that rubbish. <laughs> oh, they were, they were, <laughs> they were good days. But I do, I miss the pirates. I think everyone I know that remembers them, we all miss them. There, there is Radio Caroline. They're transmitting on 648 kilohertz medium wave. They transmit from a ship in the, what you call it? Uh, or where is it? Blackwater, somewhere on the East Coast. I can pick them up here. But Caroline were always an album station and they still are. And I don't like albums. A lot of the stuff they play, I've never heard of because they're album tracks which is great for an album station. That's what they do. That's what they're all about, which is great if you like that, but I don't. I did listen online the other day to Big L, you know, Radio London, Big L. And that, I don't know, the DJs on there now, with all due respect to them, it's fine, they're having a go, but they're people in their bedrooms at home and they're DJing online, you know, to, to wherever and putting it out on the internet. It's just not the same. I remember Kenny Everett, Tony Windsor, uh, was it Cash, Johnny, Johnny Walker, all these names, Tony Blackburn, of course, they all, I don't know, you can't emulate that these days. You can't do it. It just doesn't work. Not It doesn't work for me anyway. I think also back then, TV was so very different. Do you remember Bonanza, Sunday afternoon, Ben Cartwright and Hoss, the big bloke with the hat, do you remember that? Every Sunday afternoon about three o'clock. Dun 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 Sorry, I'm getting carried away now. I used to like that. Then we had, as I said, uh, Rawhide, May Grey, Thunderbirds, Stingray. Remember <laughs> Lady Penelope and Parker? Yes, my lady. <laughs> it was all good stuff. Loads of programmes. Yes, including Crossroads, of course, every afternoon at four o'clock, Crossroads. Coronation Street. I'm going back now before EastEnders. Coronation Street. I mean, that started, didn't it, in the 50s? Uh, Peyton Place, of course, that started, well, here, it started in, I think, 64. There were so many programmes. Look at all the comedy stuff. There was uh, Tommy Cooper, Dave Allen. Do you remember the Dave Allen show, The Irish Chap? That was good. I used to like that. Till Death Us Do Part. 
Please, sir. Do you remember Please, sir, with Hedges? <laughs> and was that John Alderton, wasn't it, that did that? And Sharon and Duffy. Oh, that was fantastic, wasn't it? And Frankie Abbott, F.A. <laughs> oh, there were just so many programmes back then. And of course, what are they doing now? Well, they're all repeats. Things like Porridge, The Two Ronnies. It's all being repeated. The whole lot. It's just, there's nothing new anymore. Well, there is. But uh, I have to use my favourite word again. There's, I suppose there is new stuff and it's rubbish. <laughs> I do like one or two new things. Shakespeare and Hathaway. Have you watched that? That's new. When I say new, I mean it wasn't in the 60s or 70s or even the 50s. So yeah, Vera. I like Vera. Midsummer Murders is quite good. But now though, with, with Midsummer Murders, we're just watching repeats all the time. Same with Vera. It's just repeats. I suppose they had repeat. Yes, they did, because every Christmas we had the Morecambe and Wise show, didn't we? And it was the same one. <laughs> the same show every Christmas. And now the Morecambe and Wise show. Hang on, we saw this last Christmas and the Christmas before. Sunday night at the London Palladium. There was I didn't like that too much, but a lot of people like that. Black and white minstrel show, because that was banned. So they can't, you can't even see that on repeats. I, oh, can you? I don't think so. I didn't like that anyway. I don't like singing and stuff like that. But there were so many programmes back then. Dixon of Doc Green, that was good. Who remembers Dixon of Doc Green? And of course, uh, Doctor Who came out originally in the very early 60s, wasn't it? The original black and white Doctor Who. Zed Cars, oh, I'm going on now, I'm rambling on, sorry. I'm bored, you're probably all snoring, gone to sleep. I've bored you all to sleep. <laughs> Just heard from Brent. Hello, Brent, in the uh, US of A. Um, American programmes. He's saying that uh, he's surprised we were able to watch Rawhide back in the 60s. Yeah, we had a lot of American stations. Um, I can't remember them all offhand. Was Bewitched in the 60s. That was one we had. Lassie. A load of American stuff. Because I remember seeing kids with walkie-talkies. They were 27 meg CB type walkie-talkies, presumably. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, you know, they've got CB radio, walkie-talkies. And we hadn't, we weren't allowed such things in this country. The government banned everything. I wrote to the, um, is it the Home Office or wherever it was once? And I said, how come we haven't got CB radio in this country? When will we get it? That was the 60s. And I had a letter back saying, there's no need for CB radio. It won't be ever, you know, ever allowed in this country. Blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. Thank you very much. So, of course, after a while, people just did it illegally anyway. Then they had to legalise it. But yes, uh, Brent, thanks for your email. Talking about a lot of the old comedy stuff uh, on the radio, which was good. I used to love radio, radio comedy, radio plays, anything like that. We do have, we've got BBC Radio 4 here, but we've also got BBC Radio 4 Extra, which is, uh, they do play some of the older stuff. Some of the, um, was it Round the Horn, uh, The Clitheroe Kid, all that sort of thing. I don't know about Hancock's Half Hour, The Goon Show. I'm pretty certain, I haven't listened for a while, but I'm pretty sure you can hear all that sort of thing. As Brent was saying, and I was going to mention this anyway, a lot of the youngsters now don't listen to the radio. They listen to streaming. And I was going to say, funnily enough, Brent's also mentioned that, that 75% of youngsters, according to a survey I read recently, don't listen to the radio. It's all streaming. But they do listen to some of the older stuff. As Brent said, look at some of the comments on YouTube with, you know, the Rolling Stones, Cream, uh, Pink Floyd, all the old groups like that. 
with all due respect, well, they are old, aren't they? Mick, Mick Jagger's. What is Mick Jagger now? 75, is it? 76? I don't know. And it's still going. Excellent. Bless his cotton socks. I love it. But the youngsters don't listen to the radio. So I don't know. That's a turn up for the books. And going back to TV programmes, a lot of people, I don't know whether you ever watched Darling Buds of May with David Jason and Pam Ferris and um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She started out in that sort of thing. Of course, she's a big name now. But that, that was brilliant, Darling Buds of May. They've now brought out some new thing called the Larkins, which, I mean, they were, you know, they were Larkins. That was their surname. But they've now brought out this new programme. The entire cast has changed in the Larkins. And a lot of people on Twitter, yes, I've been on Twitter again, they're saying, oh, I don't like this. I'm not going to watch this. It's rubbish. And I must admit, I tried it. I never just go by what other people say. I watched it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's rubbish. It doesn't work. You can change the detective in Death in Paradise. OK, you can have different detectives leading the team. But to change the entire cast like that, it, for me, it doesn't work. Well, obviously, and a lot of other people, it just doesn't work. One or two members you can get away with, but the entire cast? No. What do you think of that? Rubbish. Sorry about the rattling paper noises. I'm trying to find my notes. I've got notes all over the place here. What's this? Oh, River Blackwater, Essex. Oh, that's right. I was talking about Radio Caroline, wasn't I? Well, apparently the ship, and I didn't know this, the ship is moored in the middle of the River Blackwater in Essex. But that's not where they transmit from. They transmit from a land-based uh, transmitter and they don't say where it is. I suppose a load of nerds like me would go and have a look and take photographs and worship the aerial mast and stuff. Well, no, I'm not that bad, but I'd certainly like to go and have a look. So I thought it was all transmitted from the ship and it isn't. So that's that. Right, I think that's the end of my notes on this piece of paper. So we shall do away with that, otherwise I get confused, which is very easily done. Well, it's now Friday. Where are we? Half past one. Beautiful sunshine. It's 15 degrees, which is 59 Fahrenheit. Gentle wind from the west. Lovely, lovely sunshine. It was, it's been really warm. Last night, it went down to 13. I mean, that is warm for this time of year in Britain at night. That is warm. So that's good. Looks a bit black over the downs. Apparently this weekend is going to be warm. I think I mentioned that earlier, didn't I? But I've heard the forecast again today. It's going to be warm. And apparently, now I'm only the messenger. I heard on the news that the authorities, whoever they are, are preparing for a massive amount of people to come across the English Channel, you know, from uh, Calais or wherever to Dover, in the rubber dinghies because the weather is sort of near perfect, as one news chap put it, for coming across in a rubber dinghy. And that one MP uh, called it an invasion. <laughs> and uh, that didn't go down too well. Well, it did with some people, but not others. But apparently there's going to be a massive amount of people coming over this weekend because of the good weather. And then next week it's going to cool down. What's the date? Oh, it's the 11th today. And of course, it's Armistice Day today. So 11 o'clock this morning, Trish and I did our two minutes silence. The 11th hour, the 11th day, the 11th month. I do like to do the two minutes silence. Um, obviously, if I'm driving or something, I can't. But I do like to do that just to remember those who have fallen in, the, in various wars. 
Okay, let's move on. Where's my notes? Oh, I threw it away, didn't I? I must have run out of notes. Oh, dear. Now what happens? I have to do a Tony Blackburn and ad lib. Tricia, my other half, is off out for a meal tonight with some of her girlfriends from work. I mean, she's retired now and some of them have, but uh, they have these little get-togethers. I've, I've been invited, but I, you know, I'd rather leave it to them. I think the husbands kind of steer clear and let the girls do it. But no, they're not girls, are they? They're women. <laughs> Ladies. Which reminds me, going out for meals in the old days, a couple of people have said, youngsters this is, you know, did you go out for meals in the old days, back in the 60s, 70s? Yes, we did, but not that often, because once the Chinese takeaway places and Chinese restaurants opened up, then we did go out for a Chinese. That was the thing back then, or oh, let's go out for a Chinese. Then a bit later, was it, or about the same time, burger joints, as they were called, burger joints opened up. Fish and chip shops, of course, have always been there. Some of the fish and chip shops had an area in the, the shop which was a, a restaurant. And I like that because you could sit down, have a cup of tea, have some bread, have your meal. It was quite nice. But yes, we did go out. It was mainly Chinese fish and chip shops if they had the restaurant. There weren't, I mean, there were restaurants attached to some pubs. But from what I remember, there weren't dozens like there are now dozens hundreds of restaurants everywhere you know you go down the town every other shop is a a takeaway or a sit-in restaurant type place it wasn't like that i remember in the radio and tv workshop just across the road was a large pub and they did lunch so we used to sometimes go over there and have egg and chips or something like that a pint of mild that was my favorite egg and chips and a pint of mild I was 16, remember. You're not meant to be in a pub drinking until you're 18, but no one seemed to bother back then. So, yeah, egg and chips and a pint of mild. And how much were... I think it was something like one and sevenpence, was it? Or 17 and six? I can't remember. No, it wasn't that much. Can't remember. But it was dirt cheap. And it was good as well. You know, you've got a decent amount of chips. I mean, these days they count them out. You have something with chips. Or fries, they're called in America, aren't they? Fries. They count them out, so you get 10 each. Whereas in the old days, they just heaped them onto the plate. They weren't counting things. I was reading somewhere the other day that uh, someone went to America and ordered burger and chips. And they got a bag of crisps with the burger because to us, crisps are the potato things in the bag, you know, salt and vinegar flavour, whatever. And chips are what they call fries. So they got a burger on the plate with a packet of crisps. Excellent. I went to California once. I loved it. Three weeks. I remember ordering whatever it was, and I got enough for about six people. And I thought, crikey, I can't eat all this. But uh, excellent service. And the, the lady, the waitress, she, well, she had a lovely short skirt on. But apart from that, this is in 1975. She kept coming back to our table with a pitcher full of beer. And whenever I was, my glass was getting low, she filled it up. And I was saying to the others, is she sort of adding this up? I mean, how much is all this going to cost? Whenever I emptied the glass, she's there filling it up again. But it was pretty good. It was cheap. It was really good value for money. Never been back to America. Too old now. I can't sit on the plane. What was it? 13 hours. 13 hour flight. I can't do that anymore. To uh, California, Los Angeles. But I'm glad I've done it once anyway. At least I can say I've been to America. One thing I do remember about America was the uh, what they call the AM band, medium wave, we call it here. And uh, where we stayed with uh, friends, they had a transistor radio. 
and I was tuning around medium wave at night, AM at night, and there's station after station, and they were fantastic. You know, we had, uh, well, we had Radio 1, 2, 3, and 4. I think 75, the pirate ships had gone, so our radio was rubbish, as it still is. And I remember also at home listening to some of the American radio stations. I had a decent receiver, communications receiver, and a big aerial. And at the right time of day or night, early morning, that sort of thing, when when the path between here and America is dark, I could hear some of the American radio stations, which was fantastic. Then I remember listening to ours and thinking, yeah, what's wrong with us? Can't we get something decent together on the radio? Stone the crows. I was saying to one of the um, youngsters in the family the other day that uh, radio these days is rubbish. And they were saying, well, they don't listen. And they said, would you listen to it? And I said, no, because it's rubbish. And they said, well, you can't say it's rubbish. Well, I have listened to bits of it and I am able to say it's rubbish because I can compare it with the old days. Youngsters can't, you see, so I am in a position where I can legitimately say that today's radio is rubbish, so there, because it is. (laughs) If you could hear, go on YouTube, as I said. Look for Radio Caroline, Radio London, Swinging Radio England. Uh, Look, Just put in pirate ships or pirate stations of the 60s and have a listen, see what you think. And then email me, tell me what you think. Raiserants at protonmail.com Raiserants at protonmail.com be great to hear from you as always just looking at the clock two o'clock Trisha's at the hairdressers might get a phone call in a minute to go and pick her up which reminds me hairdressers in the old days all the ladies used to go and have a perm do people have perms these days I just remember it everyone my mum everyone neighbours aunties grannies all gonna have my hair permed on Thursday <laughs> Uh, what's it short for? Permanent, isn't it? Permanent waves. Oh, there goes, look, oh, right on cue. Well, that was Friday. It's now Saturday. <laughs> uh, this has got to be on for tomorrow, hasn't it? Sunday, the, uh, what, 13th. So there we are. Trish has had her hair done. She went out for her meal last night with her friends. I stayed in on my own and the house was quiet. Bliss, absolutely quiet. I watched a couple of things on telly. Had a couple of beers, spoke to some friends on the radio. Fantastic. And now, where are we? Half 12 Saturday. It's an absolutely lovely day. I've been out in the garden sweeping up leaves. I remember autumns as a kid. I mean, springs were brilliant. Spring, summer. But I do remember autumn as a kid over the woods. We used to go over there. There's leaves everywhere. You know, the ground just absolutely covered with leaves. All the beautiful colours. And that was a great time for climbing trees. Not that I did that too much. I don't like heights, but go up a few feet and you can see for miles. And of course, you could also see in the bushes, the bushes that lost their leaves, you could see the old birds' nests. Obviously not uh, inhabited at that time, but look at all the old nests. A friend of mine used to to collect birds' nests. He took them home. He had in his shed a, a whole load of them. He'd put a load of shelves up. How old were we? 12? And he had dozens of bird's nests, which is rather an odd thing to collect. But of course, we did collect stuff back then, didn't we? Do people collect things now? I don't know. What do I collect? I collect radios, aerials, amateur radio gear and anything electronic to fill my my radio room with. (laughs) Just going back to radio stations again. In the old days, if a station was transmitting at night, perhaps into late evening or even all night, They'd have a DJ, they'd have a presenter, they'd have someone. Whereas these days, 
It's just a computer playing track after track with the odd advert thrown in and the odd announcement. So it's not, I, I don't know, it's not, uh, it's just not real, is it? I mean, anyone could put a load of tracks on a computer, um, intermingle the thing, interlace the thing with uh, adverts and a few announcements here and there. That's not a radio station, is it? It just doesn't work. Anyway, as I keep saying, it doesn't work for me. And it doesn't work, as I said, for 75% of youngsters. They don't listen to the radio. I was telling my mother that. We went round there this morning, do a bit of housework for her and have a chat. I told her that and she said, well, I don't listen to the radio. What? She's, what is she, 89? I said, well, you don't listen to Radio 4 or classic radio or anything? No, no, no. If I want any music, I'd tell Alexa what to play. <laughs> so even she doesn't listen to the radio. It's a shame. I know people do in the car. Well, we do in the car. We have the radio on. I can't be bothered with my own music in the car because normally the journeys are short. We've got other people in the car. If we're off on holiday to the Isle of Wight, we will have perhaps you know, Trisha, myself, her mum, her mum's friend, or we're going with the grandkids. You can't, I don't want my own music. It just, I don't know, it wouldn't work. So we do have the radio on, but not DAB, because I don't know, I did try that in the car once. and It doesn't work. Well, it does, but it keeps gurgling and making boiling mud type noises. So we got rid of that. It was a adapter thing that I, I borrowed it actually for a friend. Only borrowed it for a few days and gave it back to that's a load of rubbish. <laughs> what would be nice is to be able to get internet radio. Well, they call it internet radio. It's not radio at all, is it? The stuff you hear on the internet, like a radio station, for example, Radio Luxembourg. I think that's on the internet, but it's only on the internet, isn't it? It's not a radio station anymore. It's just stuff being put out on the internet. When again, I don't think that is a proper radio station. One thing I really loved about the, the ships in the North Sea, Caroline and Radio London, the DJ would have to stick a coin. He'd have a bit of chewing gum, put it on top of the, the record deck on the arm, you know, and then stick a, a two bob or a half crown coin on it to give it a bit of extra weight because the ship's rolling. And of course, the, the stylus is, is going zzz, zzz across the record as he's trying to play it. Stuff like that. And you know, weather reports, he'd say, oh, the ship really is rocking tonight. Oh, there goes my coffee or there goes my beer. And it, it just made it real. It brought the whole thing to life. It was real instead of wooden like it is today. It's just all wooden, isn't it? And horrible. Anyway, that's enough about radio stations. We're just about halfway through November. Bonfire night, Guy Fawkes night. That's done. Then we've got December and it is still warm. I just checked out under our patio roof it's 22 degrees, 22 degrees, halfway through November. It's unheard of. Is that global warming or is it just that it's a, a nice day? The wind is coming from the south. I just heard on the radio. Yes, I do listen to the radio. I just heard on the radio that the wind apparently is coming up from Africa, right across Europe. And of course, it's warming us up. So it's rather nice. It's when it turns suddenly and we get it from the north or what was that? The beast from the east we had a year or two ago. <laughs> beast from the east. All these weather presenters, they come out with these terms, mainly newspapers, isn't it? Beast from the east or a blast from the south or whatever it is, I don't know. Listen, there goes an aeroplane. Don't hear so many planes as you head towards winter. Of course, Shoreham Airport, they all come flying out of there and their planes in the, in the nice weather. 
very cloudy at the moment. And the wind, in fact, I say it's coming from the south. At the moment, the wind is coming from the east. I'm just looking at the flag. It's to do with the jet stream, isn't it, as well, which is about a million miles up in the air. Well, not quite a million, but it's a long way up, isn't it, the jet stream? And that seems to affect our weather quite uh, quite a lot, actually. Not sure. I'll have to look. No, I can't keep looking into things, can I? Do you do that? Oh, I must look that up on the internet. I must go online and look at this and look at that. The thing is about the internet. I know a lot of people don't like it. Oh, it's full of pornography and stuff. like. Oh, it's horrible. No, it's not full of pornography. That's only a very small percentage and you don't have to look at it. What I like is it's a massive encyclopedia, isn't it? Okay, a lot of it's wrong, <laughs> misinformation. But no, seriously, if you're looking up, as I did one year, our runner beans had black leaves. The leaves all went black. Everything went black. So I typed that in online, runner bean, leaves black. Up came all the answers. I forget what it was now, but there's the answer. Told you what to do, what the problem was. Uh, fantastic. Whereas in the old days, you'd have to go to your encyclopedia on the bookshelf, wouldn't you? Look in the index, runner beans, problems thereof or therewith, black leaves. <laughs> oh dear. So I, yeah, I love the internet. I think it's great. But I just miss the old time radio. Oh, better answer a couple of emails. I've only got a couple to mention. I've got loads, but only a couple to mention. Um, the ghost story I did. Where are the ghost stories? They're on YouTube. If you look up, what's it called now? Ray's... Raise Ghost Stories and Pirate Radio or something. Type that in, Raise Ghost Stories, Raise Pirate Radio. It'll come up and there's all the ghost stories there if you want to have a listen. I think only a couple of you have said that, so it obviously wasn't too popular. No, seriously, quite a few emails saying, yeah, really enjoyed the ghost story and quite a few saying, didn't enjoy the ghost story. Anyway, raise rants at protonmail.com. If you want to say hello or say it's rubbish or a load of rubbish, whatever, be glad to hear from you. I'm going to end it here. Uh, where are we? 50 minutes, not quite an hour, but I need a cup of tea and I'm going to have some lunch. And then I might, I'm wondering whether to mow the lawn. We haven't had rain now for three or four days, but the ground is still very soft. And I don't want to walk all over the lawn and then sink my heels into it. The mower sinks into it. I don't want to ruin it, but it really does need one more cut before the winter really gets here. Okay, that'll do. I've rabbited enough. Thanks for listening. I've really enjoyed talking to you, as always. And I shall see you on Wednesday for the midweek message. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye for now.